Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. As Canada is embroiled over federal firearms legislation, Bill C-21, a Texas jury is going to decide the fate of what the Associated Press calls a vigilante who killed a robber in a diner. Here's the background. It's been in the news in Canada. Some organizations have carried it, others have not. And I've seen it in various parts of the uh, international media. So I thought we'd talk about it because guns are in the news in this country. An individual with a violent criminal past, including armed robbery in which a man was killed, and for which this individual in question received a 15-year prison sentence, had been in the process of holding up a diner in Houston recently while pointing a gun at patrons. Now, the criminal was then shot by another diner, and he died shortly afterward. Now, remember, Texas law, and we've talked about this, permits anyone 21 and over to carry a handgun in a public place or in public without a license or background check or training. That's the law in Texas. Now, a former Houston prosecutor insists the diner who shot the robber did so in self-defense, and the current district attorney's office is going to turn the case over, may have already, to a grand jury to decide if a criminal case is warranted. An attorney and former police officer in Houston calls the actions of the diner very justified in Texas. Uh, The robber, by the way, it's been discovered, was wielding a very real-looking plastic gun. Andy Kahn is the director of Victim Services for Crime Stoppers of Houston. He was appointed to the Texas Crime Victims Institute Advisory Council by Governor Greg Abbott, And uh, Andy has attended executions of convicted killers with members of their victims' families. I've known Andy for many years. He was a guest on my program in Ontario on many an occasion in in years gone by. Andy, how are you? Hey, doing great. Good to hear from you, Roy. Yeah, good to talk to you again. So what did I describe properly what happened at that diner in Houston? Is the info correct? Yeah, fairly pretty much so. You had a standard robbery that was taking place inside the restaurant. He was ordering all the uh, customers to empty out their wallets and jewelry. And he made the mistake of, I guess you would say, picking the wrong customer to mess with. Because as soon as the opportunity was presented, this customer decided he wasn't going to be a victim. And he turned around and pulled out his pistol and he shot and killed the the would-be aggravated robber. And, of course, that's gotten a lot of national attention and international attention because not only did the customer shoot and kill the robber, he then turned around and gave all the customers back their possessions, and he just walked out. Yeah, that's uh, that's almost like a movie script for, for that it, to it happen the way it is. It reminds me of the you ever seen the movie Death Wish? I have, many times. Well, not many times, a couple yeah, of times. That was my first inclination, that this was basically a, a reenactment of the old uh, Charles Bronson, Charles Bronson. Where wow. somebody just decided they weren't going to take it anymore, and, and they fired back. So now, Andy, who decides if this case goes to a grand jury, and really what does that mean? What does a grand jury then decide? Well, all, all homicides in Texas get presented to a grand jury. So basically what this means, and this is no different than any other case, you know, whether the, the police came in and shot him to death, that would have gone through a grand jury. What it means is that 12 citizens, this is totally unknown, there's confidential proceedings, will make a determination based upon the evidence whether or not criminal charges should be filed. 
the consensus mostly here is that it's strictly a formality and there will be no criminal charges for obvious reasons because the customer had a right to protect himself and he had a right to protect others as well. And just because he took you know, it, it into his own measure doesn't mean there was any criminal conduct done by this customer. So it's a formality. People think it's going to go to a grand jury. He's going to get charged. I, I would be shocked if they came back with criminal charges. I don't see it in Frankly, most people in the legal field, including criminal defense attorneys, also agree with that uh, preposition. If, let's just reach here a little bit, if there were charges laid, what might the charges be? Or a charge Charges be? could be going all the way from uh, criminally negligent homicide all the way to murder. So Texas, I mean, conceivably, that could you know could happen. But yeah. as I like to say, I have a better chance of growing my hair back than this particular individual does of having an actual criminal charge filed on him. But it's you know it's, it's this person was thrust into this, and you know I think people in Harris County and in Houston they're just sick and tired of being victims of violent crime. Our violent crime rate has skyrocketed. In the last two years, our murder our murder rate has considerably climbed since 2019, and people are just fed up. And this was one person who just decided he just wasn't going to be a victim, and a lot of people are applauding him for that. So, so remind us again what Texas gun law allows. Now, you know what the reality is in Canada. You and I have actually talked about that in, in years gone by, and your view of gun legislation in Canada but what is uh, what does Texas gun uh, law legislation permit as far as carrying a handgun is concerned in public? You know, frankly, anybody can carry a handgun in, in the state of Texas un, under some of the new laws. And as long as you're not a convicted felon, you have the right to uh, possess a firearm. Now, some establishments will post that you're not allowed to enter a, at that establishment. So that's up to each individual, you know, pop store on their policy, but there was nothing prohibiting him from uh, carrying a firearm. And I'm assuming that as long as he doesn't have a criminal history, he was allowed to carry it. What's the, uh, what's the reaction? What's the response? What's the support level for the legislation, as you've described it, for carrying a handgun or having uh, guns in Texas? Because we've heard a lot of things since that terrible school shooting that there have been, uh, there's been calls for changes, significant changes to gun legislation in yeah, Texas. It's, it's the, the issue of gun violence is obviously on everybody's, everybody's mind, especially with what happened in Uvalde. Right. You know, like in any other you know type of legislation, there were proponents for open carrying, and there were proponents against it. And frankly, most law enforcement was against it. And I, we certainly understand where they're coming from. But in this particular case, the governor wanted this type of law and he got it passed and he got it signed. So, but there's a lot of issues that are going to be coming up this legislative session. And if you want to talk about gun violence and particularly in the state of Texas, one of the issues that we're going to be looking at at Crime Stoppers is the issue of felon in possession of a firearm. And we see every month offenders who are criminally charged with possessing a firearm a handgun, a gun, or even in some cases, even uh, more of an outlandish weapon, including a machine gun, 
that are then criminally charged and released right back to the community on a personal recognizance bond. That's going to be one of the issues that you're going to see. Should we continue to allow known felons carrying a firearm right back to the community? Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's uh, that's deeply concerning, and I've actually seen some documentaries on uh, on TV where that issue uh, arises in Texas. Now, capital punishment is it still uh, being carried out, Andy, or is it largely uh, a theoretical uh, aspect yeah, of law? Yeah, I can tell you personally, it is because I was actually at an execution uh, last Tuesday, January the tenth. I was at an execution with a victim's family. Uh, the defendant went through two trials. It was solicitation of a capital murder in which he hired two thugs to uh, carry out a hit on his estranged wife. All three were sentenced to death, and the ex-husband was uh, finally uh, get, finally had the execution take place on January the 10th. It was 13 years after his second trial on this. So. Yeah, it is, but I am seeing less and less people given the death penalty in the state of Texas, and that's a myriad of of reasons, Uh, primarily the fact that we also instituted a life without parole sentence, and you're seeing more and more cases that used to be sentenced to death and given a life without parole option. Yeah. Uh, And you've told me in the past that families that you go to uh, go with, victims' families, that you attend the executions with uh, are, are always, well, that's why they go, I guess. They're, they're in favor of the death penalty being carried out against the individual. Do they have a sense of closure? Uh, closure is a word that the media likes to use. Yeah, you're right. You're right. In, in, in the, in the homicide right. world that I deal with and as a board member of parents murder children and surviving family members of homicide, we prefer to say it's a chapter in your life book that is closed. Yeah, I, I, I promised well, myself. Closure sounds good. I mean, it's, it's not like all of a sudden because the person is executed that you're forgetting about your loved one. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.